Hello everyone, you're listening to AWA. I'm Richa and today I'm joined by Natasha, aka Tash. Hi Tash, thank you for agreeing to record this episode with me today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, no, thank you for coming on. I'm super excited to talk to you about your journey. Um, so Tash, I can't even begin to explain like the drooling effect your Instagram account has on me. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, Tash is a foodie who posts amazing photos of food along with recipes and reviews. She has over 12k followers and rightly so. The content is amazing and her passion for food is undeniable. Um, Tash also has a blog, Tashcakes.com and a YouTube account. I have to say, I particularly enjoyed watching the one she posted recently where she talks about five things not to say to a mixed race mixed race asian person from the perspective oh, yeah, spicy. <laughs> yeah from from your own perspective because tash is half malaysian chinese brit and what's impressive about tash is that she's actually a copywriter by day and manages to fit everything else i've just shared alongside that so tash gosh how did you get into food blogging uh well all good stories it started with a breakup oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I was with this guy for three years, absolutely fine, nothing wrong with him. He only ate about five kinds of food. And when we actually broke up, I thought, hang on, I could eat all of this food now and cook it and eat it. Right. <laughs> I wanted my blog to like encourage me to post some of my recipes I've always wanted to try, and it snowballed from there, really. Wow. So, what, like, you know, that's such a unique story, to be honest. <laughs> but wow, yeah, it, I suppose, you know, it, it, something great kind of came out of it <laughs> yeah completely yeah. unintentionally because I never I, I've always hated and still high key hate social media to be honest but right. I did it for me and it, it sort of picked up the more you do stuff the better you get at it yeah. so I, I just kept doing it and now here we are yeah it's interesting because I know like in one of the videos you've posted on YouTube that you do mention you don't consider yourself as an you know influencer or shall mm. I say you're reluctant to be known as one um so you know what do you kind of explain to people about who you are do you see yourself more as a content creator Kind of, because the word influencer is so loaded. Most of the time when someone says the word influencer, most people will think, oh, someone who takes selfies of themselves and gets free stuff and basically does nothing. Mm. But, um, or they think of a fashion blogger or a lifestyle blogger. Yeah. So I would, I, I, I would like to call myself a content creator and a food writer because, but like you mentioned, my day job is actually a copywriter, so I feel mm. very much like a writer. Mm. But because it involves so much photography, mm-hmm. and of course, when you have so many people following you, you do sort of become an influencer. As much as you, I don't want to say, oh, I'm an influencer, I influence people. I look yeah. at me, I'm so important. But like how I would look at someone else, they said, wow, I really want that burger. You know what? I'll go visit that tomorrow. We all do it, and that is a type of influence. So yeah. that's why. I'm reluctant to call myself one, but acknowledge look at me and go oh that's a food influencer yeah no I completely agree because I remember (laughs) so because I know you as a foodie person and I love your posts and everything and I trust your advice I remember at one point (laughs) a a few like months ago even years now I remember I wanted to try some matcha somewhere and I 
remember just thinking about you at that time and messaging you about the places to go so you definitely do have that influence for sure um yeah and like you said you know people may uh, perceive influence influences in a certain way and uh, i feel like you know it's more than that for sure yeah absolutely yeah and that's the, that is now, now that the breakup is years ahead of me, I'm now married, a lovely guy, Aww. I don't care about that stuff. My main operative, well, my main operative is to cook food that I like to eat. That's the first one. Mm. The second one is to share with people what I like so that maybe they'll get to try it themselves one day too. Yeah, and I think it's so useful. Honestly, I, I love going on it to see, you know, where to eat, what to eat. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's really <laughs> fantastic. And... um when we talk about this whole social media and using Instagram, I also love the fact that you talk about how your growth has been slow and steady on your YouTube video, mm-hmm. because I do think that usually when people, you know, look at others' um, numbers and figures, they only look at where they have already reached and not realize the process that took them to be where they are at. So, I mean, uh, you know, what was it like for you? Did it take you a good few years? How long did it take you to kind of get to where you are today? Oh yeah, it was slow and painful for me because I started off an absolutely terrible photographer. I wouldn't say I'm a great one now, but I know how to edit out black spots and bring up saturation and stuff. But before I'd be like, I'd shoot something, it was kind of blurry because I was moving and I'd be like, eh, close enough, use one mm-hmm. hashtag, that's it. But now I know that you have a maximum of 30 hashtags, so you need to make the most of it so many people can find your stuff. Mm. I know how to take an angle so that the light isn't creating weird shadows and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. You, you look- so sorry, what was the, no. what was the original question? <laughs> No, I, yeah, 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 of course I'll get into that. Um, I'll actually just, just going to say, you look like a professional photographer now, honestly. I, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like the photos come out perfect. Um, my question was, um, so how was the process like for you, that growth in terms of how long it took you to get to where you are today? Oh, I see. Yes. So it did take years. I'm instantly at a disadvantage because Instagram is very visual. And if you show your face you are more likely to get more of a following because people trust more if they see a face. But me being like the the paranoid, antisocial person I am, I don't really want people to see my face other than my profile pic so they can see I am a human being. (laughs) Right. So I'm not. So it it took me a while on that front. And um, because I didn't go out of my way to grow, so I didn't join... I didn't join like other groups of people that would try and boost each other's engagement by commenting on each other's things. Mm-hmm. I didn't promote my Instagram anywhere else. At first, I was only posting once a month, which is social media suicide from right. growth. So I just I just did things really slowly at my pace. Because to me, once something stops becoming fun, then what's the point? Absolutely. And I do like the men- uh, I like the fact that you mentioned that because I suppose that also shows how authentic your page is in the sense that you're doing it because you love it and not for anything else. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it shows through that obviously when you started, you you mentioned like you mentioned you didn't have the intention of going in there to grow your numbers if anything you were just showing what you love and sharing that with other people as well but obviously as it picks up you're like okay you know you do put in more effort just like you know as anyone else would right but the main intention there with um for the reason you're starting was because of your love for food it seems and wanting to share that out with everyone else 
um, but you have so many different type of contents as well so you like write reviews and you also I mean recently you've also been doing sponsored posts so how how has that been and you know uh, what's the truth behind that that do you only work with companies that you really believe in and brands that you really believe in absolutely uh, for, for example if, if you're a small chocolate brand and I'd love to promote you but if you're a vitamin brand and I have very strong feelings about vitamin brands and absolutely not. And I have had some paid opportunities for, I think that there was one like an apple cider vinegar gummy vitamin and they're making all sorts of claims and you know what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think I'm I'm in a privileged point to say that because this isn't my day job. I don't have to worry about making ends meet with this. I don't have to worry about rejecting, accepting things. So I am in a position to say no. But I, more often than not, I say no than yes, which is why you see so few sponsored mm-hmm. posts on my on my page. But I think that's brilliant because um, you know you have to hold yourself accountable for what you're putting out there because I think people are so influenced by what they see and especially young like girls say for instance who might have followed you and if you're just posting mm. whatever then you know I, I just find that a little bit not right. So, so I think. Um, what is your full-time job as a copywriter? I mean, is it around the food scene? Uh, no, well, I, interestingly, I did work for one of the big online supermarkets a few years ago, and that was great. Mm-hmm. And I moved on from that, and now I'm working for a utilities-type company, so I think gas and electricity, which interesting. is actually a lot more interesting than you think. <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting. Even, yeah. even when I went to the interview, the manager himself is like, I, I bet you this isn't where you thought you'd end up. It's like, to be honest, no. And he said, trust me, it's a lot more interesting. It is. And I like, <laughs> honest to God, it is really interesting. Of course, there are a few days when you're doing terms and conditions and stuff like that. It's not. But no, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to it. Yeah, I was going to say it's so different to like you know what you do with the food side of things. But I suppose it's a good balance because you do get that different side to life and not just having to think about food I guess in every hour of the day so absolutely yeah. and I'm only one person I can only eat so much <laughs> um, yeah and you know how did you kind of like get into copywriting has that helped you in what you do with the blogging side of things as well or has the blogging side actually kind of sparked your interest in copywriting how did that work out uh, it's a bit chicken and egg because i Okay, so I studied music at university. Really? And then, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had a really roundabout journey to becoming a copywriter. I studied music, and I didn't even do any essay-based things. It was all performance, so mm. I didn't even learn to write then. And then uh, I had the bright idea of attempting to become a secondary school music teacher. They ate me alive because I am very introverted, and I don't like in- interacting with people, let alone really aggressive teenagers because I got placed in uh, let's say challenging schools right so I quit that and then um I quit with no plan I literally did the thing where I went from shop to shop handing out my CV which I know would never work now mm-hmm. it's all online mm-hmm. and uh funnily enough a shop that was based a music shop and a medieval battle reenactment prop shop which I know wow. is a really, really weird combination <laughs> found me because at the time I was a Viking I did Viking battle reenactment oh my goodness so it, it's so weird so they hired me literally to be a packer and picker at their warehouse so I was literally moving pianos putting them in boxes shipping them off right and um, 
One day I literally said to my boss, who was quite a cool dude, look, your, your website sucks. I could write better than the stuff that's on there. I'm not even a writer. And he said, well, go on then. Right. And that's how I got into it. I did my own research. I wrote. I went on some free courses when I could. Mm-hmm. And it sort of built from there. That's insane. So I, I never knew about this part. That's crazy. All these different experiences that you've had. But I feel like that really like it makes you so interesting and builds you as a person because you get to like, you know, talk about all these different things. And I, I guess when you have more experiences of all these different things, you kind of become more wholesome and you understand life a little bit more because you kind of are living outside that bubble that maybe most people are living in. Yeah, I think I've I've now got the philosophy of whatever happens, it might it might knock you off your current track, but your different track that you're on won't necessarily be a bad one. Mm-hmm. That's so true, and that's a good one as well. Um, I will get on to the subject around introvert late, much later on. But first, um, I just wanted to ask you, obviously, you started off blogging back a good few years now. But yeah. do you think that blogging is then still relevant today, just because the industry is quite saturated now, right? And people have, you know, in the last few years, jumped on the bandwagon of blog blogging. Um, so would you say it's much more harder for people to start blogging and grow something out of that now in today's age it's definitely harder but it's still it's still possible you just need to because there's so much competition you have to sort of get out there with a very strong start so you need to do all your research don't do what i do which is literally set up any old blogspot.com template which is a terrible template (laughs) right just put stuff in Take some time first to think about what your photography style is, what your writing style is, what sort of template you want, how comfortable you are with HTML, what sort of adverts you want to place on there later on. Like it's it's really in depth. Mm-hmm. So I think to have a fighting chance now, before you could literally just set up a blog and see how it goes, but now you do need to be a bit prepared. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, you know, obviously social media just comes naturally. And I suppose that does help you. The two together, like your website and the social media side of it. I mean, I guess they work together. Has that like been helpful for you to have a blog and, you know, like post it on social media? Oh, absolutely. Because Mm. it's sort of you're doing not half the work, but you're duplicating your work. Yeah. So one of the things I'm really kicking myself about is I started my actual Tashcakes.com blog in 2012. Right. And then I didn't set up Instagram until 2014. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's two years of content, like, completely mm. missed out on. But then again, thinking about how bad my photography was, that was a good thing yeah I mean I guess it kind of works out for the good in the end but I feel like also um you know perhaps it wouldn't have been the same if you had started Instagram in 2012 like you said who knows um but also you've also recently started posting more YouTube videos and is there a reason Mm -hmm. for that or is that just something that you wanted to explore more into now I've always wanted to have a food youtube channel i just i just never had the kit i've always wanted to do the top down style where you can see my hands doing stuff and i just never had the kit and over time i've gathered all these props and stuff for food and i have this few stick plant so i can put my phone in there pointing Mm -hmm. downwards and i thought oh why not now i know a lot of people say it's too late to start youtube because again that's another oversaturated place but I love it and to me it's a supplement for my blog so mm-hmm. now I can post a video of me making it in action yeah. on my blog too. 
Yeah. And I, I, I love it because, like you said on Instagram, you know, you um, don't put your face or anything like that. But even on the YouTube videos, you're just doing it. But the thing is, like, I really love the bit where you're talking about things as you're making, you know, food. And uh, I yes. feel like that really captivates my attention. And I feel like I can really... Um, kind of get to know you pers- personality more from those videos and I find myself like laughing quite a lot as I'm watching it and I I find it very engaging so I would say you know please keep doing it because I also love the length of it because it's not like too long I feel like it's such like just the right amount where I learned something new about you and also you know making something new as well like recently I think you they're amazing by the way they, those are like some kind of galaxy truffles that you've made recently and posted and they yeah. Divine. Oh my god, they look amazing. Um, yeah, so I would say, yeah, definitely please keep going on with the YouTube thing as well. And then coming to the whole um, introvert um, subject, you obviously mentioned that you are an introvert and you know, it must have been so scary to, even if you're not putting your face out there, to just put your content out there. Um, how were you feeling when you first started kind of like creating these posts and were you scared of what people would think or, you know, how are you feeling? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to be the kind of person who's like, oh, I don't care what people think, but I care a lot about what people think mm. way too much. And I, another reason why it took me so long to do YouTube in particular is because of the feeling like people either aren't going to care mm. or they're going to say I'm ridiculous. And I had to get over a big hurdle just to go, like, why do I care what people yeah. care? As long as I'm doing something that isn't hurting anyone, is in some way providing a little bit of, uh, what's the word? Value, that's the right. one. Providing a little bit of value through my recipes and mm-hmm. through tutorials. And I'm having fun, then why not? Absolutely. But what advice would you give to people who do want to kind of start this um, I suppose social media journey with whatever they're doing, but they're a bit scared, um, kind of, what message would you put across to them for them to take that step? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. I think that's what I would say is that there's there's a point where you just have to jump. Mm. And uh, again, as, as long as what you're doing isn't like you're not being nasty to people and hurting people, then yeah. there's no reason why you shouldn't go for it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we, we're all scared, but I guess in, at the end of the day, like you said, if it's bringing value, and in a way, we don't realize this, but sometimes what you're doing can really be helping someone, right? And yeah. you don't even know it, but yeah, just taking that extra push and putting something out there can actually be really helping someone. So like you said, bringing value and yeah, that's that's a good message. Thank you. Um and also, when you when you are posting things or posting recipes, where do you get your inspiration from, or what like you know what inspires you? Uh, it's everything from being a weird child to learn to read from my mum's old cookbooks. Oh, really? <laughs> to, literally, to literally, yeah, to literally having insomnia and sometimes three a.m. I'll be looking at YouTube videos of street food from around the world. It's it's, it's it is my passion. <laughs> I really do love it. That's amazing. Because, yeah, you have, like, the most incredible recipes. And 
I don't know. I feel like when I make things, they just don't turn out the way I see it. Like, you know, when people make something and theirs just come out brilliantly, like, and also in magazines and, and stuff. When I like... cook or bake something, it, <laughs> the pro- the final product just looks completely different to what it should look like. And I'm just like, oh my God, where did I go wrong? Well, you so just I... naturally kind of gifted. Uh, I, I think it's just practice. I mean, another thing I wanted to say which ties into this um, with your question about what would I say to people afraid to start mm. is don't be afraid of sucking. Right. Because very few people start things as an expert. No one starts things as an expert. Uh, e- even now I have a massive, like on my Galaxy chocolate tutorial, mm-hmm. I tem- I've, I've known how to temper chocolate for years and yet I did a massive film on this one. I just included it. It's all part of the process. And now, e- even though I am better at not having kitchen fails and I'm better at styling things so they look good even if like i make a cake that's a bit wonky on that side i know which to turn it around yeah that's so true because i think we're afraid the fact that you mentioned that now i think we're afraid of i don't know just this whole element of shame in a way because we're scared of not being perfect almost right and yeah sometimes and the internet is very unforgiving mm. like there's especially on places like twitter every single person holds everyone else to such an incredibly high standard yeah so that is terrifying but at the end of the day you need to be confident with yourself and don't be afraid to fail because failure is just how you learn absolutely and yes i guess in that sense social media is an absolutely you know good place but also can be quite scary um but yeah you're absolutely right and um i feel like you know your passion has really kept you going and i love that about you and you love what make like you love doing what makes you happy um and i guess i suppose if you didn't like what you do then you do kind of i suppose face the um burnout soon enough um you obviously said you did music um earlier as you studied music I mean, if you were to kind of go back now, knowing what you know now, do you think you'd choose something else um, to study? Or where? what do you think you would have done differently? Oh, I, I, I would never go back because I'm, I'm where I am today. But yeah, had, had I not known how my life would pan out now and I was starting afresh with complete amnesia, I'd actually study languages, particularly nice. Eastern languages, because I love them. Mm. I didn't have a lack of them at school. But but at the same time, I was actually in the mindset of becoming a vet. So I did all right. the sciences and music. Last minute realized I'd be a crap vet because when it <laughs> comes to putting pets down, I'd fall apart. So oh, yeah. I'm too sensitive and I don't, I don't have that strength. So mm. I'm like, okay, music. Mm, that's but, yeah. yeah languages that's so interesting because I feel like for me personally as well I would love to know more languages and I feel like mm. especially I think you I know you've hung out like with other foodies and the whole scene uh, as well and I feel like it's nice to know everyone's culture everyone's language um and why why do you think like languages impo- would be like something that you want to learn more um if you could go back Oh, I haven't thought about this enough, but a few a few things that I have thought of is how similar, completely different languages from across the world can be, from like the odd word that is really surprising to a phrase. Mm. And, uh, and when you start studying languages, you start understanding cultures more. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just wish I studied more languages when I was younger too. I think I'm just like, at this point in time, I just don't know if I would be able to pick it up. <laughs> so I'm sure you would, but they're like... The problem is when you're young and have near life experience and yet the world's pushing you to make a career choice, you have to make it. Exactly. And then and then you're older and you have responsibilities and the job and, and then now you know what you want to do with that life experience, but it's too well, it's not too late, but it's harder. It is definitely harder. Yeah, you're correct. I mean, I have talked about before about, you know, it's fine to change careers, but of course, the reality is that when you're older, you have more responsibilities and it's not easy for everyone, right? Because for some, you do have to think about, you know, uh, the financial aspects of it, family aspects of it. But I suppose, yeah. yeah, I mean, realistically, it can be hard, but it is doable. And I suppose, yeah, it's mm. it's different for everyone, for sure. Um, I mean, it's been so good talking to you about, you know, everything that you do. Um, but I do have to ask you, you know, apart from what you do with social media and your daily job, what else are you like interested in? And what else have you been doing? I'm still quite into K-pop, because mm. we met through K-pop dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, quite a few years ago since, since we were doing that together, but we did it for a few years together. We did. Um, I don't. I wouldn't remember any of the routines now, but I still listen. On the other yeah. Occasion. Yeah. So, do you? Um, are you still into like K-pop? Did you ever watch um, K-pop dramas, or were you just more into the whole dance and music scene? Uh, I remember watching one drama. I can't remember what it was, but the problem is with a lot of K-pop dramas, and I also watch a lot of. Chinese dramas because right. of learning Chinese they all have very similar storylines especially <laughs> the romance ones where the guy hates the girl uh-huh. and then some catastrophe happens they fall in love one of them gets deathly sick and the other one has to sacrifice an eyeball to the other and, uh-huh. and then the mum tries to pay the like the, the girl off with yep. money to leave her son alone because she's not good enough and it's all the same I know I know right so I used to not anymore right no I completely agree with you and it's so (laughs) funny because I think in the younger days I used to just watch it for like the actors (laughs) quite vain really um I just yeah yeah Yeah. but you're right like dance dance was where we met and um it's a shame because we both kind of stopped dancing now but we still we still Yeah. yeah we still have good memories of it for sure yeah, and now, nowadays I'm doing Chloe Ting workouts on YouTube to oh, sort of make nice. up for lack of movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Chloe Ting. And I have, like, tried her abs, um, you know, challenge, and she's insane. Gosh. Yeah, I, I'm I'm starting up again doing her two week challenge. It is so good, but my legs are like jelly. I know, but a good workout always makes you feel better. And I suppose it's just an excuse to like eat after that as well. So because you know you work out and yeah. you <laughs> want a treat. So yeah, that's basically my main my main reason for working out. So I can eat more. Yeah, I can relate there. But thank you so much, Tash, for talking to me today. And it's been so oh, nice you. catching up again. And yeah, hearing about your story and like I said I learned something new about you the fact that you know you had the muse you studied music and you did everything that you did in between what you kind of do now and what you did before so yeah it's amazing talking to you thank you thank you so much it was great fun thanks Tash and bye bye